We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, it's January 11th, it is 2023. We have eight NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief, Justice 06. Chief, I messed up the background, I messed up the intro, I messed up the like title of the podcast, but... I'm I'm here. I didn't I didn't play three minutes and call myself out for illness. So I'm still doing better than Jared Allen. Um, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Uh, pleasure to be here. Always a good time. And I, I think I think we'll have some fun on this one, man. Pretty pretty excited to uh, to hop in here and and do our thing for the people. And hopefully uh, this all comes together really well. And um, we can just continue to crush this thing. Eight games ready to move past um, Tuesday's slate. I mean, it was looking so good for me. Um, I, I was telling Will I had, I had two potential five for fives and a four for four because Stewart got a DNP on price picks that just needed Allen to hit his over, I think it's 22 and a half points and rebounds and he played like four or five minutes and then called it a night and said that he had the he had the stomach so um man it like it's still gonna be a good night like double up wise but it was it was looking like a it was looking like it was gonna be like one of those like banger nights that you get every once in a while and it's like you know it's really nice and you move on and um 
20 X days don't come around very often. And when they don't happen, you're like, eh, dang, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, um, hope everyone is doing well and, uh, let's get into it. Will we got, we got eight games. We get started here with Chicago at Washington. This game has a, it looks like it has a 229 total on most books and the bulls are a one point favorite on most books here. Uh, on the Chicago side of things, Ball is out and Bradley is out. DeMar DeRozan is questionable. Javante Green is out. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal remains out. Gafford, Casper, and Porzingis are questionable. Uh, so, I mean, that's definitely news that we're going to be paying attention here. We'll go to Chicago first. If DeRozan doesn't play at 9K, Zach Levine, 8K against this Washington defense. Um it's hard not to have a ton of interest in Levine if DeRozan doesn't play in this one. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, if DeRozan sits, this this has got to be the Levine coming out party. The thing is, though, look at what the Bulls, I mean, or, or DraftKings has done. Like, they've already priced up Levine. He's sitting at 8K, so we don't have that. And, and, and Steve, I think you know this because we've kind of talked about it. As long as Levine's in that low 7K range, you just kind of take a shot on him in tournaments pretty frequently. Um, you know, in this particular case, I think we're seeing that he's not there uh, because they've already priced him up. Now, same thing on FanDuel as well, Steve. I did want to check that one today. He's 8,500 on FanDuel. Like, we're, we're not getting the – Levine somewhat discount. So I'm not as interested as I would be usually, but I still think on DraftKings at 8K, he's a really good play. I think he's a really good player, not a smash. If he was 7,100 again, 7,200, I think he'd be a smash play. Uh, I'd probably prefer to play Vooch at 8,100. I, I think he might actually end up being a better play. And then Kobe White at 3,300 might be one of the best plays of all by the time this thing all comes together, especially if he's probably projected for, let's say, 25 to 30 minutes. Maybe he's projected for 27 minutes or so. He might end up being the target for the Chicago for the Chicago Bulls. Take him to Rosen and Green off the floor. Levine, 286 minutes, 31.7% usage, 1.2 fantasy points per minute. That's a 3.7% increase in usage and 0.12 fantasy points per minute, which per 36 comes out to 4.26, 4.28. Um, so uh, super solid for for Levine. So, I mean, him and Vooch, I mean, they're, they're the two plays. Vooch is averaging 1.41 fantasy points per minute in 138 minutes uh, with no DeRozan. So Vooch is in a great spot. I mean, potentially no Porzingis and no Gafford. Like, if that happens, just Hachimara. I'm sorry, you're not you're not stopping like Taj Gibson and Hachimara not stopping Vooch. Like, they just need to feed him the ball in this game. <laughs> um, Patrick Williams is cheap. I like the white call. Um, I mean, this is all if DeRozan doesn't play. Patrick Williams, he's going to play a bunch of minutes regardless. Just might see. Maybe a few extra shot attempts. Um, so definitely don't hate that. Going to the Washington side, I mean, all of this news kind of revolves around Gafford and Porzingis. If these two guys are out, 
Kyle Kuzma is eighty five hundred, and it might not be high enough. Um, he's someone that if we get news that Porzingis and Gafford are going to sit, I think you have to look at Hachimura. I think you have to look at Kuzma. Depending on like Casper plays or not, you know, gosh, this team is going to be very very shorthanded today. Yeah, it. So I, I was talking about uh, Levine. You've mentioned Kyle Kuzma at eighty five hundred, relatively co- close in price. He's someone that, unlike Levine, who, who will still have some help. I mean, don't you feel like Kyle Kuzma is just going to run away with this thing with this team, Stevie? Like, feels like he's going to take twenty plus shots, be involved in almost every play in some capacity, assist, rebound, score in a bucket, steal, even the turnovers. He will turn it over as well. Uh, I, I definitely think this would be. I mean, a prime time spot for uh, for Kyle Kuzma. Now, someone else that I think could could creep into the conversation here, um, you know, with, with all these guys kind of sitting, and it's not that he's going to score 20, 30 points, but it's really more about what I think his role could be. Like, do you think Denny ends up pick, getting back up to 30 minutes in this game? If all these guys sit like like at forty two hundred, if he gets thirty, I'm pretty intrigued. I know they've got guys back, Barton and uh, uh, what's his face, a Goodwin or um, yeah, Goodwin. Delon Wright's back. Rui's playing more. I get that, but do you think Denny plays thirty minutes here if all these guys are out? I think if Gafford and Porzingis sit. Yeah. And Casper sits like if all three of these guys are questionable, I mean, I have a hard time not seeing him play 30 minutes um, in this game. At that point, I think you have to play him like he, he's he's super playable yep. in my opinion. No, I agree with you. Um, so much potential value on both sides of this game, depending on the news. Like if we do get like DeRozan out, we get Porzingis out. This It just changes the whole game, you know, offensively and defensively so definitely gonna be paying attention to the news um in this game minnesota at detroit taking on the pistons we got a two 32 and a half total here minnesota is a five and a half point favorite detroit second end of a back-to-back we'll be waiting on uh, yeah we'll be waiting on a injury report for them probably get it 1.30 to 2.30 Eastern time tomorrow. On the Minnesota side, I mean, one of the biggest things here on the slate is Anthony Edwards is questionable. McLaughlin remains out. Carl Anthony Towns remains out. Let's go Minnesota first. What do you like here for the Timberwolves? Man, facing Detroit, I mean, I think I have to be interested uh, in Rudy Gobert, who, you know, Detroit's kind of down some guys at 7,100. I mean, he hasn't been fantastic every single game but he's going through these stretches what you know when i'm seeing the minutes mid 30s upper 30s i think i have to consider it at 7100 steve he feels like a good play to me same thing for d'angelo russell at 7400 um you know he's got 40 plus point upside so i I think he's someone you can invest in um anthony edwards is questionable i think he was questionable his last start as well at 9100 i think you can still roll the dice but I am more interested in Gobert and uh, and D'Lo than I am Edwards. And that's purely 
the questionable tag. It's got nothing to do with his upside against the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I mean, if Edwards sits, ton of interest in Gobert and Russell. Um, maybe like if Edwards sits, I, I think you're potentially looking at like a Noel, Jalen Noel at forty seven hundred. So, I mean, if Edwards plays, Minnesota should crush in this matchup. Um, I don't know if I get to Edwards at 9,100. I do like his point prop if he plays in this game and they say he's good to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that for the most part, I'll be looking at Russell and Gobert in either scenario. Um, I think Gobert is in play, but for Russell, I really want Edwards to sit. And then like, like I said, if, if Edwards does sit, McDaniels, Noel, just kind of cheap options. I don't think I get to Austin Rivers today. Uh, the Detroit side, you know, again, second end of a back-to-back, you know, Bogdanovich sat yesterday. Isaiah Stewart, like, out? Like, uh, out of, kind of out of nowhere. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, left, it was like left soreness, like shoulder soreness or something. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of big. Duran was out on Tuesday. I think it's like an ankle I mean, Bagley was really, out too. Like, man. Yeah, it's really hard on like the night before podcast to be like, hey, let's see like what we're doing with Detroit. You know, they got crushed by Philadelphia. Diallo had a, a really solid game, but I mean, a lot of the Detroit value kind of um, dudded. No, Nerlens Noel played 21 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we got to see who's in and who's out on Detroit. Um, what are your like first impression thoughts here, Will? Um, too tough to say, or is there? I mean, is, do you think it's still going to be so spread out that you have a tough time playing them? I mean, I don't ever mind like the guys that are going to play. Like uh, Killian Hayes is going to play minutes, right? So at fifty eight hundred, a guy that's got forty point upside, like I don't mind. Sign me up. A uh, Jaden Ivy, he's fifty three hundred in this spot. Um, we know that he's going to play anywhere from upper 20s to 30 minutes, right? And, and maybe maybe he's got some upside, um, you know, if Bogdanovich were to sit again. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. My assumption is he's going to play today. Like, I, I think it was just maintenance with him being slightly a veteran. That's kind of my read. Um, you know, Sadiq Bey – his role is all over the place now. I think no matter what, Stevie, no matter what the outcome is, I think you can play Hayes and Ivy if you need exposure to this game. And I think that's the approach I take. And if the big men come back, they come back. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, I really like Bogdanovich if he plays. I think they might have just sat him first end. Play him second end, put up 45 yeah. fantasy points against Minnesota earlier this season. So um like that call. New Orleans at Boston taking on the Celtics. Um 229 total here. Celtics a nine and a half point favorite on the Boston side. Gallinari remains out. Smart and Williams are both questionable. Robert Williams. Um, and then on the Pelicans, Ingram is out. Herb Jones is doubtful. And Zion is out. Let's go New Orleans first. Think that Herb Jones news actually matters quite a bit. 
You know, he's been someone that's been in that like 30 minute mark here recently, especially with Zion out. And I think this is a, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is just kind of a spot where, yeah, like, is it Alvarado? Is it Larry Nance getting extra minutes in this game? Like, someone's getting extra minutes. I gotta think it's Hayes or Nance, right? Like, because they're going to play CJ. I mean, I guess they could get away with Alvarado, CJ, Trey Murphy, Najee, and, and JV. But I, I, I gotta think they're gonna want more defense than that against Boston, don't you think, Stevie? Like, I, I feel like Nance or Hayes would maybe get the start, probably more so Lance if, if, uh, if Herb is out. Like, I just that seems like the right call. And I mean, I, we could probably hop in court IQ and just kind of look at game flow in some of the games, but I don't think they've had enough consistency in their lineups for it to make sense anyway. Because Zion's <laughs> been out and. Nance has been out. They've all been out at some point. So if I had to take my best educated guess, Larry Nance starts for for Herb. But once again, they could easily just plug in Alvarado and slide everybody back and still bring Nance off the bench. So I, I w- let me say this, and I know I'm not trying to be spacey about it. I would hope they would start Nance and then rotating Hayes for JV. That seems like a more optimal coaching decision if if I'm thinking about it from a basketball perspective. So I'm, I'm on the side with Nance. And if he plays at 4,400, I think you consider him. That's a good spot for him if he's going to get anything close to, close to 30 minutes. He could put up a 30 fantasy point game easily here, I think. Even though it's against Boston, he's shown that he's a guy who can put up the fantasy points. So, for what it's worth, Herb Jones got hurt in the second quarter the other night. Um, and, I mean, they the second half, so Nance checked in for him when he got hurt, but the second half, they ended up starting um, Dyson Daniels in that second half, and he played the whole third quarter. Larry Nance checked in for Najee Marshall. It's just, I mean, these rotations are so hard to predict. Out of nowhere, Dyson Daniels got the whole third quarter. Um, he, he ended up playing, like, almost all of his minutes in the second half. Like, 15 of his 19 minutes were in the second half of that game. So, he's 3,100. If he, like, if he gets announced as the starter here, He's not coming out if this game gets out of hand. I mean, so you're getting you're gonna get 20, 25 minutes from him. So just kind of looking through looking through the game flow of that um Washington game. Where I, I mean New Orleans kind of handled that game and he didn't play the fourth quarter, but he crushed in the third quarter. So it's it's kind of tough. Um I mean he he finished out in garbage time, but pay attention to that like starting lineup for New Orleans because I think he does get the garbage time if if this game's a blowout either way, which I think it'd be the blowout Boston way. But uh, let's talk Celtics here. Marcus Smart potentially out. I think that if he does end up sitting in this game, I think we all want to play Brogdon. I think we're all kind of like what happened the other night against Chicago. Um, I, I think minutes wise, Derek White's the safer play, but I think Brogdon has the the higher ceiling. What are your thoughts here with Boston? 
Yeah, man. I mean, so obviously we think Brogdon has the highest ceiling out of this group at 5,600. I think that's enough of a gap. I mean, or close enough of a gap for me to absolutely side with Brogdon. I still don't want to write White off if he's going to get 30 minutes. Like we've seen him pop in some games. I think I mix him in in my tournament bills, especially if Brogdon starts to soak up virtually all of the ownership. Like I think at that point, you you legitimately need to be getting probably more Derek White. Um, all in all, though, I mean, I, I think if, if this game is going to be competitive and New Orleans essentially pushes Boston, man, it's Jason Tatum. Even on this slate, like, Jason Tatum just continues to thrive. So that that's kind of the direction I'd be heading. I'd be legging more Tatum, I think, than, than Brogdon. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough game for me to kind of predict here. But, I mean, if Robert Williams sits – Grant Williams is 4K. He's going to play a lot of minutes in this game. I like that. If Smart sits, I mean, I don't know if I get to Tatum or Brown or Brogdon or White. I I mean, it's just pricing on these guys. If you don't get that fourth quarter or most of the fourth quarter, it's tough. Um, I mean, I want, I think like I want to play Tatum if I'm playing anybody, but I could see like, this team is so bad, like, just stopping guards. I could see, like, Brown having a really strong game here, too. So, um, I, I mean, just going to any of these guys, I think, is okay. For tournaments, anyway. We got the Pacers and the Knicks. 230 total in this game. And the Knicks are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the Knicks side. Barrett is questionable. Nice little upgrade for him. And then on the Pacers side, McConnell, Neesmith, are questionable so daniel tice remains out we'll go pacers first will what do you like here for indiana man look this is what i think is a very interesting game because while the knicks have been playing fairly good stevie like you know i think rj being out in a couple i think it's kind of just screwed up somehow they want to run their rotation so they've been forced to start quickly in some of these guys the Knicks have been suspect at point guard for the past few seasons anyway. In comes Therese Halliburton at 9,200. I'm all aboard the Halliburton train today, Steve. He's a little uh, – he, I don't think he's expensive. I think he's properly priced. But I think as a result of them playing the Knicks and thinking about Thibodeau, I don't think people go there today. I think they lean more into playing Knicks than Pacers. And I I think Therese Halliburton is one of the best plays on the board. The Halliburton Randall stack. Yes. Seem, it, it seems really juicy for tournaments. I, I could see it being like a really high upside like tournament stack. Um yeah, I mean I wanna see like if like Neesmith plays. If Neesmith sits, do we think like do we think it's like num Numhard's already playing a ton of minutes? Do we think it's like Jalen Smith potentially getting some extra minutes or Brissett? Potentially getting some extra minutes. Like if if Neesmith sits, who do you think is going to get like the extra minutes in this game? I mean, do you think you, do you think Benedict gets like 
28 minutes, and then maybe they spread it like around in in, a, in this weird way, like maybe maybe they all pick up a few like this kind of wing rotation, Stevie. Maybe they all pick up a few extra ones. That feels like that's probably uh, what it could be. Like Duarte maybe pick up an extra. Maybe he plays 12 to 15 minutes. Maybe Benedict plays 26 to 30 minutes, which is about what he's playing anyway. But you get what I'm saying? Like he's been more mid-30s. Maybe he gets closer to 30. Uh, Nembard's already been playing minutes. I, I'm not sure how, how many more he would get, but maybe they, maybe this wing rotation all just kind of picks up two to three extra minutes to fill the void in the rotation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nick's side, I mean, I already kind of said it. I really, Julius Randle's just, he's been playing so phenomenal here recently. He is like a staple on like sleeper and prize picks for me, like point rebound props. It just like over the last like week and a half, just almost every day that he plays. So I'm going back to the well on him. Brunson is now 8,200. And I mean, maybe it's not enough. He's just been absolutely crushing. Like, if Barrett sits again, like if Barrett plays, I really have no interest in, in Brunson at 8,200 for what it's worth. Um, but I mean, for me on the Knicks, they just, they're just playing these guys so many minutes, like quickly and Randall and, and Brunson, they're just playing so many minutes. Um, and how about Brunson with a 40 burger the other night? 40 yeah, burger. Like, yeah, like just absolutely crushing. So, Will, talk to me. What are your thoughts here? On the next side, um, I mean, so so Stevie, let me say this: I think mentally and visually, it feels awful to pay eighty two hundred for Jalen Brunson. Now, my caveat is, RJ's absolutely going to have to sit out of this game, right? Like, if he doesn't sit, I'm not paying eighty two hundred. If RJ mm-hmm. sits yet again. I'm really close to pulling the trigger considering this man has been pushing 50 fantasy points almost three, four games in a row now. Like 59, 45, 55, 38, 45. Like that's really good production. And we know Indiana's going to push the pace, not going to play much defense. So it's just a good spot. Stevie, last year this time, we were consistently getting Julius Randle around 8K, 7,900, 8,200. The year before, he was in more of the 9K range. This year, Stevie, 
and not just with the RJ out, but just in general, 10-5 for Julius Randle. And guess what? You can still play him. I mean, the man's been putting up 60 burgers here recently, high 50s. Like, this is what we want from that type of player. I'm not afraid to pull the trigger. Stevie, listen to this. Listen how crazy this is. I, I, I think this is actually fairly remarkable. Julius Randle scored 57 fantasy points against Milwaukee, and he shot nine for 29 from the field. Like, if he shoots 12 for 29, like, just six more fantasy He's now at 63, and he gets Indiana today. I – I, I don't think I can avoid getting Julius Randle shares at 10-5. Like it's this is a cake spot for him. You have to play him, I think. Just absolutely crushing. I mean, he's just he's just absolutely crushing. We move on. We got the Bucks and the Hawks. 233 total in this one. Bucks a two-point favorite. On the Atlanta side, Capella is out. And then on the Milwaukee side. Chris Middleton's out. So, I mean, two pretty full strength teams. We'll go Milwaukee first. Giannis just, I mean, he he crushes, he crushes, he crushes, and then he doesn't. Um, I mean, it all, it it correlates so much with like Drew Holiday. It's crazy, but it really does. Um, I mean, this is a fantastic spot for him. And that this is a spot that like he does have some really, really strong upside. It's just he doesn't do as much with Drew Holiday on the floor. And it it for me, it's tougher to play him when Drew's active. And Drew, I think if I'm playing one of the two, I'm taking the what is it, forty six hundred dollars difference in playing Drew at you know, seventy two hundred. I mean Bro, this is – so we saw Drew kind of go off the other night too, right? And Stevie, he's one of those guys where – and so what I like was we saw 34 minutes, first of all. But when he's in the mid to upper 8Ks, I just try to avoid him. Like this is too cheap, I think, for this matchup. This is a, this is a value play, I, I think, Stevie. Like people in this game should be competitive. <laughs> Milwaukee's at Atlanta. They're on the road. I think I think he's a little bit too cheap. I think I'm more than willing to get in Drew Holiday shares. I don't hate Giannis as well in this spot at 11-8, but quite frankly, with Randall facing Indiana, like I almost would just take the discount and play Randall. So I um I think Drew Holiday is my top play. I, I do think um Brooke Lopez is sneaky. Like, he's playing upper 30s minutes. Like, I think you get him in your line today against Atlanta. But if I had, to, if I absolutely had to choose gun to my head, I'd take Drew straight up. All right. Atlanta's side, you know, Trey Young, obviously 9,900. DeJounte Murray, 8,200. Um, by the way, Trey Young, just anytime that he goes to LA and plays the Lakers, I'm I'm just gonna keep doing it um and playing him. But what do you like here for Atlanta? So I really wish we still had discounted John Collins. That was yeah. like it was listen, 
God, <laughs> okay, let's not let's not be greedy. We got it for like we, we like legitly got it for almost a week. <laughs> oh, I know. I, know. I just I wish we could still get it, but um, realistically, like trades at the top. Dejounte at eighty two in this type of spot feels interesting to me. Now I know we we didn't see upside against the Lakers or the Clippers. Um, seven shot, seven for eighteen, eight for eighteen. What what I was what I'm most interested in though, Stevie, is are the shot attempts continuing to stay steady? So we've seen here recently, like in the Brooklyn game, twenty six shots, seventeen against the Lakers, twenty against Golden State, seventeen against Sacramento, eighteen against the Lake uh, the Lakers again, eighteen against the Clippers. If the shot attempts are going to stay consistent, the upside is going to come. So so he's going to have a new game here at some point. Um, he's still picking up slight peripherals. Like in his recent game, five rebounds, four assists. Game before that, one rebound, six assists, six and four, ten and seven, seven and nine. Like if we can see that and then the scoring pickup, and we can get him into the 20s and scoring, I think we've got a shot here. I like to play guys like this in competitive games. Feels like a good spot for DeJounte. I, Trey absolutely has more upside, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm willing to take the discount on Murray and uh, and play him there. And then I do think a sneaky guy here in this in this type of game is Bogdanovich. Now, I know he's 5,700 and it's going to feel kind of yucky, but Milwaukee's still going to keep giving up the three ball. Like They've been doing this for, for two or three seasons now, I think. And, you know... It, Bogdanovich, what killed him in the Clippers, Steve, he put up 18 fantasy points, four rebounds, four points, four rebounds, five assists, 0 of 7 from 3, 0 of 3 from 3 against the Lakers, but 3 of 7 against Sacramento, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. If the 3 ball, I think Bogdanovich is a sneaky tournament play at 5,700. It's always about the 3 ball. If it's fallen... It's always interesting. Um, I mean, I definitely don't disagree with you. It's it's an interesting, like, just overall game. I mean, game wise, it should be it should be a really competitive game. These two teams, obviously, they know each other. They they play each other. Um, it was the fourth meeting this season, so yeah. I mean, should be a really really solid game. We got San Antonio heading to Memphis to take on the, the Grizzlies in this one going. Oh, it's 238 total. Memphis is a 14 and a half point favorite in this game. <laughs> like no joke. Um, not projected to be a close one here on the Memphis side. Brandon Clark is out. And on the San Antonio side, Bates Diop is questionable. Keldon Johnson is questionable. And Vassal is out. Will, talk to me. What do you like here for San Antonio? Uh, not much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. mainly because these guys are out. Like, this game, it should not be competitive at all. Like, if San Antonio props come out, I think I'm just going to take under, Stevie, and let it yeah. ride. And, and I think we'll be right spot on with it. Yep. Memphis is just such a good defensive team that it's so hard to get excited about playing san antonio even shorthanded against this team i mean they allow i think like the third fewest fantasy points per game is memphis so it's really hard for me to get excited about san antonio even even shorthanded in this game um it's tough for me so i mean for yeah like 
struggling here will i don't i don't know if i'm playing anything from <laughs> i just don't i like i get it bro i i super get it <laughs> josh richardson maybe at 4600 just because i, I think he doesn't know. come off the floor like Man. in a blowout i don't know if he comes off the floor um like if you think this game's gonna blow out uh, maybe Langford, like, uh, listen, it, it's not a good spot. It's not a good spot. On the Memphis side, they should crush in this game. I mean, they should cruise in this game and have no trouble handling San Antonio. They're kind of priced up. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, they, they these two teams just played Monday, and it was a close game. So... Maybe it's a close game, but that was without John Morant. John Morant's not even on the injury report for this game. Like, huge difference. Huge difference. What do you like, if anything, here from Memphis? I mean, Steve, I almost feel the same about Memphis. Like, is John really sealing if he plays through? He could. Like, so it's, it's like the tale of two cities, right? Like, the, the team is so bad, they get gets he gets whatever he wants. The whole first three quarters, he scores thirty and has eight rebounds, and eight assists, and a couple blocks, a couple steals, and he gets there. But generally speaking, I just I think I just want to avoid this game. Like everybody fully healthy, Bane back, Brooks, but. I, I think I avoid it, Stevie. I think I just scratch this whole game off. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're playing like a Morant, and like I think with it, especially with him like coming back from like an injury, that like I mean he's gonna be off the court early if this game's not close. So like if you're playing Jaw, I think you got to run it back with like a Potal. I think you got to run it back with someone that like on San Antonio that you think could be like the difference maker in this game i mean that's that's just my opinion so all right we got two games yeah two games left we got phoenix at denver no total in this game um i mean phoenix on a back-to-back and half their team was out last night so we'll see denver though i mean denver is really close to fully healthy Bones Island probable. Jeff Green is out. Um, we'll go Phoenix here first. Like, yeah. Will, what? What is Phoenix doing right now? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they okay. Do you know they're beating Golden State by twelve right now? I don't know if you knew that or not. But in this six minutes ago in the second quarter, like Sarge and Lee. And Washington are all having like really strong starts to the Golden State game. And I really needed that game to kind of not, I needed to go the other way. Um, but yeah, like, what are your thoughts here on Phoenix? I mean, facing they beat Golden State without, without Booker, Aiton, and Paul, Johnson, and Payne, and Shamit. Like, what? Like, no, no, no. <sighs> Look. So here's what here's my point on this, and I and I've always had this type of viewpoint 
when teams are very shorthanded and they're playing like what we consider the B team. Um, and just hear me out. So the other team, Denver, is going to have Jokic. They're going to have all their starters, right? Well, at some point, all their starters are going to be off the floor. And they're going to be into their second unit and maybe possibly partial third unit, if that makes any sense. Well, guess what the other team is doing, Stevie? The starters for the B team are still out there playing. (laughs) And so they're they're – and they just keep playing, and they never really get put away. Like, it's like two extremes, right? Like, the bench comes in, but the other starters are still in, and they're just playing because they're already loose and and warm and ready. And it's maybe a little bit closer in competition. Now they start to hit some shots. They feel themselves. The coach looks up and goes, oh, we're on the up. They sub, maybe the other team subs one or two guys because they're only playing seven or eight guys, and they just stay in a rhythm, and they never get put out. And that's how I think one possibility of this game goes. I, but on a back-to-back after they've played, if, if these guys don't come back, I do expect Denver to give them a, a good old-fashioned butt kicking for what it's worth. But if they're cheap enough, you still have to consider it. That's my, that's my, my, my stance. One of – one of the hardest back-to-backs in the NBA, and we talk about this all the time, is going into Denver. Um, going into Utah, going into Denver is just, for a, like physical-wise, is just a really hard back-to-back. Um, so for me, on, on the Phoenix side, if everyone's out again, I'm going to play Washington. I'm going to play Sarge again. Um, I'll take some shots on... I mean, I'll probably take some shots on like Damian Lee again, and I'll probably take some shots on like Bismack Biombo again. So, Biz. I mean, the Biz yeah. man. I mean, Biz, you have to, Biz he's, been, he's 3K. He's literally yeah, I mean, 3K. Like, my only concern with like Biombo is like he's been in and out of the lineup with like the knee and stuff, where maybe he sits the second end of a back to back as well, and you take a shot on like Landell, um, Lindall. At 3,400. So, I mean, if these guys are all out, Phoenix is just going to need these guys to play minutes. If Phoenix beats Wash or, or, or Golden State, like, they're currently up by, like, 17, um, cl- trying to close out the second half, second quarter. Like, if Phoenix beats Washington or Golden State, man, I did it twice. Phoenix beats Golden State. I think we could definitely see, like, Booker, Paul, Aiden, these guys out again um, in this one. Give those guys an extra day. Here's what I will say to those This better think, not like, happen. Like, this, this yeah. better not happen. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, if you're Phoenix, you're like, hey, if we can win one of these two, right, you know, and get these guys a couple extra days, like, if they win the first one, you're like, hey, let's give these guys, like, let's get these guys healthy. So, who knows? Yeah. But uh, Denver side, I mean, if this game stays remotely close, if this game stays remotely close, Jokic is going to have a field day in this game. That's all I got. That's all I got from Denver. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. I mean, look, that <laughs> it, it's like it's kind of the, the same scenario with Miss. Like, how, how far does this game go if Denver really pops off on them? Like, it just if it could get out of hand early. Um, and if so, I just I don't want to play Jokic at 11-6, knowing because so so here's the thing I think that's different about Jokic, and let's maybe say 
I don't know, a LeBron or um, let's see, Harden and B. Like, if the other team is down a whole bunch of players, like, Jokic will be just fine catching the ball and getting like 15 assists this game and have like a mini triple double, like 10, 10, and 10. You get what I'm saying? Like, he won't have to do much. This team could score enough points without him having to even break a sweat, and he'll still be involved and put up good numbers, but he'll score like three fantasy points rather than like 60. And that that's my fear with Jokic. Um, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I feel like I got to fade this spot, too. I think the next game, we're going to love it for what it's worth. Let's get to it. Houston at Sacramento, fantasy-wise, probably the best game on the slate. 240 total. Kings, a nine-point favorite in this one. Um, I mean, Sacramento, health-wise, they're good to go. Houston, health-wise, they're good to go. Um, no, like, this just seems weird. <laughs> knock on wood, knocking on wood for everybody. Um, you hardly ever see, like, nobody on the injury report on either side of this, like, on either side of a game night before, but Full full strength teams, really high scoring game, really fast paced game. Definitely projects as the fastest paced game on the slate. Um, Houston is like 18th in pace, and Sacramento is like fourth defensively. Two of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Will we have to like this game? Talk to me here about Houston. Yeah, we're stacking this thing up higher than a can of Pringles. Uh, I, I love this. I love this spot. De'Aaron Fox, 8900. Uh, I'm in. Kevin Porter Jr., 7,800. I'm in. Uh, I know I'm talking about, uh, like, the game in general, so I'm sorry about that. But this whole game, Stevie, just just breeds fantasy points. And so I think you just stack it up in the right places. Now, I still don't want to sacrifice pieces of the Indiana-New York game. Like, I still like that one as well. If we can find a way to kind of bridge the gap, I think that would be good. We probably won't be able to do it with all the stars. Like I don't, you wouldn't be able to get in Sabonis, um, uh, Randall, and um, and Brunson. Like I don't think you can pull that off. Like it's it's going to eat up too much salary. But you know, if you squeeze a Kevin Porter Jr. and then he has an upside game, you put in you know a Kevin Huerter or Malik Monk, some of the secondary pieces from Sacramento with Houston. I think that's how you get it done. Overall, with Houston, Jabari Smith, he goes in. I like him at 500. Uh, Kevin Porter, once again, I, I think he's my top play from the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, I, I like this game. You know, looking at, like, the Houston side, like, where I like to attack, like, Sacramento is just kind of, like, with wing players, and I feel like, I feel like that is potentially like it just kind of goes in between like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. So I think one of Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green have a really good game here. Um, 
in large field tournaments, don't call me crazy. Um, you can call me crazy. That's fine. But in large field tournaments, I will have some exposure to KJ Martin on this slate as well. Um, probably 20 to 25 minutes most nights. But this is the perfect type of matchup for him. This team is so bad against wings that can shoot. Um, so KJ Martin, large field tournaments. Just write that one down. I already have it written down for the morning grind game, so I figured I'd mention it real quick. Um, there it is. Sacramento side of this game, listen, the Houston Rockets are atrocious against point guards. And it's because, like, they don't have a true point guard. Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. are not true point guards. And point guards have just absolutely shredded this team this season. I think they allow, like, four more fantasy points than the second highest in the NBA against point guards. De'Aaron Fox is a top play on this slate, and we're getting him for under 9K compared to 10-5, 11-5 t- type of play. De'Aaron Fox could go for 60-plus in this game. Um, one of my favorite plays on the slate is De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I'm in. Love De'Aaron Fox. Definitely on board. I uh, think it's a, a really, really, really good play. This whole game, once again, uh, Fox, once Malik, 4,400, I think I'm in on him, especially if he gets 25 minutes, Steve, which I think he could get in this game. Kevin Yurder is starting to pick it back up. Uh, we've seen up some some three-point games here recently. Uh, so he's a guy that I think you get involved with. I, I think my odd man out here might be Harrison Barnes, maybe. Maybe. Um, but I still think you consider him in your bills where you have maybe 150 lineups. Like, I still think you want to get him in. Um, and I think we saw Keegan Murray have a fairly nice game here the other night for the price, 27 fantasy points. And he's been mid-20s in most of these games recently. At 4,400 against Houston, sign me up. I think he's he's kind of a a, a bridge a, a, a bridge for this game, a slightly cheaper piece to get in for a really high upside total. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night, if you're listening to it, and hope everyone is having a fantastic Wednesday morning, if you're listening to it in the morning. Let's get into it. We get started. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's your cheap guy that you like today to have a good game? Uh, I'm going to go... I'm actually going to the last game, mate. Give me my Leak Monk at 4,400 at the smash spot. I like that. Um, listen, there's some injury news here. Like, if we knew exactly what injury news is going to look like, there's a lot of guys that I like. But I listen. I wrote down Dario Sarge, just kind of thinking that, like, Phoenix might sit guys again. So that's who I wrote down, so we'll go with it. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Uh, I actually think we got a fair amount of guys. I'm, I'm doing this because I think this game gets out of hand, Stevie. Give me John Moran at 10 3. All right. I mean, if it stays close, you're probably wrong. And I think you know that. Um, I'm going to go Sabonis. I could see Sabonis having a fantastic game against Houston, but I really, really, really think it's going to be De'Aaron Fox today. I think it's deer and fox day um so i'm gonna go some bonus favorite 6x play will who do you got today i this was a tough one for me but i'm going back to a guy that we talked about earlier 
and I'm going to side with with all these guys being out. Give me Kyle Kuzma at 8,500. I like that one. Um, I mean, they're very careful with Porzingis usually, so I don't hate that. I'm going to go De'Aaron Fox. Listen, I, I'm all aboard. Um, you're going to see him again in the part of this game here in a minute, but yeah, I like De'Aaron Fox a lot today, so he's my guy. Let's get weird yeah. GPP play of the day. Who do you got today, Will? Um, I, I'm similar situation. I think Jalen Brunson is expensive enough that people are going to fade him today. He gets a matchup with Indiana all aboard the Jalen Brunson train. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go KJ Martin. Hardy kind of said it um, when we were just talking about him. Perfect type of spot, right? Like just a perfect type of spot. Not going to have any ownership here on an eight game slate. So I'm going to go KJ Martin. Could easily not work out. So again, that's why we call this a GP play. Any bets standing out to you here night before? Uh, I was trying to get ahead of that, Stevie, because I knew you were probably going to ask me. <laughs> and if I had to roll with one right now, I tell you what. I'm going back to the well on this. Give me C.J. McCollum under four and a half rebounds. He's hit it the past two games, but we've had some weird things, Stevie. And so for those of you that don't know, and I was tracking it, obviously, because I invested in that prop, but C.J. had four rebounds in the first half, one rebound in the second half. Prior to these two upside games, he's generally anywhere from one to three rebounds, four at the most. And he's Boston who's going to have some trees out there rebounding the ball, Horford, Williams, Tatum in his own right. Jalen Brown has been rebounding more this year. I'm, give me – yeah, give me McCollum under four and a half. All right, it's my two-for-two two sleeper pick for today. Um, yesterday, gosh, I mean, we, we got the Siakam points. Um, man, I really thought we were going to cruise with Jared Allen. Didn't happen. We'll get it back today. I'm going to go Therese Halliburton over 40.7 fantasy points. And I'm going to go De'Aaron Fox over 40.4 fantasy points. So a couple fantasy Woo! props over there on Sleeper like today. That. It's in the Grinders squad chat on Sleeper right now. If you haven't signed up on Sleeper, promo code Grinders, 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Love what they do. Helping us out here, sponsoring the podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, um, they're one of the reasons why we get to, you know, record it each and every day. So, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Negative, my good sir. I, I can't wait to uh, to hang out with you. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some football. We got some playoffs to talk about, so we're going to talk some football tomorrow. Have a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.